Welcome back to another episode of the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. How wonderful it is we come back again today and and study another portion of God's Word. And yet, there's so much within God's Word that maybe we, we look at a passage and we read over it and we don't really grasp it to its full potential and everything that, that is in it. And yet, that's, there's one passage that just kind of jumps out at me today and we're going to spend some time with it. And if you have your Bibles with with you this morning or if you're reading along, uh, we are looking at John chapter 13 and verse 34. And you think of it here, it sounds very sim- similar to other passages we'll see here in just a moment. But there's something that just kind of grabs your attention. Uh, here is Christ. He's speaking, uh, telling them what's going to happen uh, in chapter one, or chapter 13, verse 1. We see that it is the Passover feast. He knew the hour was come that he was going to depart. He knew what was in Judas Iscariot's heart. Uh, he knew the things that were happening. And, and we look at all these things that take place, how Peter was there, how uh, is, he looks at, at Iscariot. And Peter uh, tells him, don't just wash my feet, uh, wa- wash my hands, my head, my everything is in verse 9, just fully cleanse me. Uh, and so much that is said there. Uh, and in verse 26, we see that the one that he dips it in with the sop and is Judas Iscariot. And verse 27 there, he tells him, do what you have to do quickly. And as he's sitting around the table, verse 31, and kind of getting us the context of where we're going to in verse 34, it says, Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Yea, ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, Whither I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, A new commandment I give unto you, That you love one another, As I have loved you, That that ye also love one another, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one another. Now we think of that passage, and it says a new commandment. And oftentimes we look at it and he says, well, how can it be a new commandment? God has always commanded his love, uh, his people to love from the beginning. It's always been something in there about loving someone else. Loving thy neighbor as thyself. Treating each other with respect. And yet, if we go back for just a moment, uh, go back with me to Matthew chapter 22, and, and look at Matthew chapter 22, and look at verses 37 through 38, and kind of look at the context around these two verses, and what is being said. On one hand, we have John chapter 13, which is in that Passover feast, Christ is preparing his disciples and apostles for what's about to take place in his death, uh, uh, getting them ready for something different to take place. And in Matthew chapter 22, uh, around verse 37, we see a different picture. Uh, Here is the Pharisees that are coming, the Sadducees are coming, 
They're gathered together. They, they bring a lawyer, someone that would know the law, to ask him a question, trying to tempt Christ. And he says in verse 36, uh, Matthew 22, verse 36 says, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophet. Now we think of that, and, and if we read it really carefully, Jesus told us, uh, said the commandment in Matthew chapter 22 was to love God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. And oftentimes we take that and, and just run with that idea that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves, to care for our neighbor so much just like we would care for ourselves and, and, and putting ourselves in the shoes of our neighbors and, and, and to run with that idea. And oftentimes we hear that as the golden rule. Do unto others as we would want others to do unto us. How would we want our neighbor to treat us? How would we want our neighbor to look at us and say, hey, I'm going to treat them better than I treat myself? That's In a nutshell, that's what Christ is saying. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Whatever you would do to yourself, do to your neighbor. If you would forgive yourself for something, you forgive your neighbor for that same thing. You love God. You put God first, as we see there. Love God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. Uh, every ounce of you is to going toward loving God. But right under that, your love for others. Now think of that for a moment. And, and carefully examine this new commandment that Christ is giving. Here he is instituting the Lord's Supper. He's getting everyone ready. And in, Matt, in John chapter 13, verse 34, he says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, love your neighbor, as I have loved you. Now look at that again. The new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now think of that, the, 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 how that was revealed for us. Love as I have loved you. Love as I have loved you. No more do we love our neighbors as ourselves, but as Christ loved us. We think of Christ. Here, here, here's a, a, a great example for us. One that instituted a Lord's Supper. To remind us of his death, his burial, his resurrection, the things that he was about to go into, the trouble he was about to face, the persecution, the pain, the anguish, all those things. And he says, love me the way that I loved you. Love me the way that I have shown you what I've done for you. How powerful that is. 
when we think of it in our own lives today, in Christ's love, it's a it's a the the agape love that we think of in the Greek, a love that that is sacrificial, willing to give everything up for it, a never ending love, a love that can that all is always there, a love that is willing to forgive, even when we, uh, we've been injured. A love that is willing to do good even to our enemies. It is the type of love that God has shown us. And yet we think of other passages that just come flowing back into mind. And and one that comes to mind, if we turn over to Romans chapter 8. Look at Romans chapter 8. If you have your Bibles, turn there and and follow along. Romans chapter 8. Uh, chapter 5, sorry about that. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. I got it backwards there. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. If we read that really quick, it says, But God commanded his love toward us, and that yet, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What a love. What a, a a statement of love for us to examine and to look at today and, 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 and apply that to our lives as, as we see that commandment that God has given or Christ has given us to love one another as he has loved us. What love did he show us? He went to that cross. He died for our transgressions. He put our iniquities upon him. And if we go back to Isaiah 50 or Isaiah and we look at what Isaiah writes in, in that wonderful chapter speaking on the the suffering servant, Isaiah chapter 53, and look at what he's done for us, how we have gone astray, how we have been uh, how we needed someone to come back and especially look around uh, verse Isaiah 53 and and starting in verse four or verse three, he says, He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before the shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Yet we think of that description there of our Savior. The one that bore our iniquities. That died for us. So that we could have salvation. What a love. What what a mindset. And yet, do we show that love to others? Do we take that commandment of love as Christ had loved us and put it into the full effect that is there? 
when we see others, do we love them? Do we care for them? Do we put their needs above our needs? Do we try to go out of our way? Think of the Good Samaritan. Here's a wonderful example of that. And if you put it into perspective, that Good Samaritan paid the price for that man that was injured, that was wounded, tended his wounds, took care of him. Almost like Christ, how he takes care of us. How he mends our wounds, our spiritual wounds. How he died for our sins. Paid the price. And continues to care for us. And you think of that good Samaritan, the love that that man had. Even though he may not have knew knew the man that was in the ditch. Even though he didn't know the person, he saw a need. He went and help the man. What an example. What an example for us. The love that Christ has for us and the love that we should show to others. And I'm reminded of what Paul writes in Galatians. In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, he says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith, by the by faith, the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. How powerful that is to know that if I have been put to death with Christ, if I've been buried in that that watery grave of baptism, and I have put on Christ, and I am following Him, I've been crucified with Him. My sins have been nailed to that cross. I can look at that cross. I can bow before it. I can lay my burdens down upon it. And I know my Savior will take care of them because He loves me. And then I look at those that I come in contact with. Am I willing to lift them up? To love them as Christ loved me? How powerful it is. Again, that passage in John chapter 13 verse 14 a new commandment I give you that I love that you love one another as I have loved you as I have loved you that you also love one another we think in our lives those that we come in contact with love them as Christ has loved us put them before us love our enemies as ourselves, love our neighbors as ourselves, love them as Christ would love us, a sacrificial love, a never-ending love, a love willing to forgive, one that is willing to to do good to our enemies, the type of love that he showed us, the type of love that he's willing to continue to show us, and how powerful that is, what he's done for us. Again, thank you for joining us uh, for this podcast and this episode, how wonderful it is we think of that love of Christ. Maybe there are those that, hearing these words, examining them and seeing what God has done for us, and yet while we were yet sinners, He loved us that much to go to that cross to die for our sins. And we think of the gospel, that good news, that Christ was willing to go, that He did die for each and every one of us, that He bore our sins, paid the price for them, As we look in through Romans, we see that the wages of sin is death. And that we know that the the price had to be paid. And Christ was willing to pay it. 
our sins may not have put him on that cross, but they kept him there. That's why he died for us, so that we could be redeemed, that we could be have our sins washed away by that blood of Christ, by bar- being buried with him in baptism, as we see in Romans chapter 6, putting him on, becoming a new creature, being added to the Lord's kingdom, to his body, which is the church, the church that he established, the one that he put into place. May there are those listening that want to study more on this and and to spend more time within God's word, learning more of what God has done for us and looking at that gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, how he defeated death, how wonderful it is. We have opportunity while we're still on this side of eternity to make things right, to study God's word, to put it into place. And there's an urgency there. If we look back at, at 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, we see that God will come back and Christ will come again, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and have not obeyed that gospel of our Lord. And yet the question for us today, will we heed it? Will we come to that, that unmerited favor, that, that grace that God has given us, Will we be obedient in our faith to turn toward Him, to put our focus in Christ's hands, in His life? Again, if there's any that may be hearing this message and seeing how it can apply to our lives and maybe having questions, reach out to us. Send us a message on Facebook. Uh, Send us an email. uh, And let us know if you have questions. We'd be glad to study with you, spend time with you either on on phone or video chat or anywhere that we can in person, just so that we can open the God's Word and see what it has for us in store. Maybe there are those that are hearing this and how powerful that message is. Make sure to share it with others that you come in contact with. Spread the gospel. Be the one, be that light into the world and let others know what God has done for us. As always, make sure to like, share, and uh, comment on, on the episodes of the podcast. It helps us to make sure that this is getting out to others. And as we always end every episode, always remember, God loves you. We love you. And we'll see you next time.